When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Woodman Corner, the West Bromwich Albion podcast that thinks we'd probably be in the Champions League if Darren Moore had a whole season at it. Uh, I'm Graham Brown, I'm here today with Joe Chapman. Hello Graham. And Kieran Dudith. Hello Graham. Thank you for joining us ever. It's going to be a, a belting podcast as, as we often think it is. Uh, we're going to be talking to um, British boxing champion Tommy Langford a bit later on. He's uh, famously an Albion fan, got lots of uh, lots of opinions on the club, where we're at now and so on. Uh, Kieran's had a good chat with him. How did you find it, Kieran? It was really good, actually. He's, um, you forget that he's such a big fan. Yeah. He's just one of us, isn't he, really? I know, I know he's a British champion boxer, but he's, um, yeah, he's just excited to see players at the Legends as at the Legends game as anyone else. So. Yeah, because of course, um, perfect timing really. You, you, you met him at the, at the Legends game for, for Richard Eads, uh, organised by uh, Baggy Bird, Dad Chandler, but it, he's, got big, uh, he's got a big fight coming up on Friday, hasn't he? He has on um, Friday night in Warsaw against another local fan, so Top hopefully man. he can keep the title. Alright, well let's first get into, again, as, as Darren Moore's here, we haven't got to hide away from actual football now, so let's talk about the Newcastle game. Uh, mm. Joe, what were your wow. learnings from the game? Uh, they keep stringing us along, don't they? they uh, every every week, I've had Kieran saying, "Right, this is the week. Right, this is the week. We have to accept it that we're going down." And they just keep getting results now. Where and even even results elsewhere are going for us as well. So just don't keep dropping points. I know they picked one up perhaps unexpectedly on the weekend, but against Burnley, I fully expected them to win, and and they dropped points. And then Swansea, of course, got beat. You're not actually talking about the prospect of Albion staying up at this point. No, I, I, I'm, I'm still. <laughs> uh, no, I've got a few Spurs fans who who, uh, who seem to think that we're going to do them next week as well. So um, the way it's going, I, it's just one of those. You almost kind of part of your wishes it would just happen. You know, it was almost like, oh, can we just take defeat here and then start we, preparing for next season? I keep talking about this as a, as a subject. Is he, is he doing the right thing for a club that he's going to be get, get relegated? Is he doing the right thing? Blah blah blah. I mean, he's th- we've seen improvements in, in a few players. I must say, we've seen improvements mm. in. We've probably seen the best games Craig Dawson's ever had as a centre half under Darren Moore. We've seen the best games that Jake Livermore's ever had as an Albion player under Darren Moore. Yes. And you know, Matt, Matt Phillips, players, well, Matt Phillips played. Yeah, that yeah. And, he was one of the standout and, players against Liverpool. Matt Phillips. Yeah, I mean, what do, what do you think about that? We talked about this last week, but what do you think? He's, he's, he's more doing us a service for next season. Do you think? Yeah, uh, there's it, Darren Moore's now the favourite for the job. He's with the bookies at least. You know that you kind of read into that what you will, I suppose. But uh, he's he's obviously. A, a, Adored by the fans, adored by the players. Uh, he's got a response out of them. Uh, you, you know that's um, that's plain for all to see. Uh, I suppose the one thing you could say is that we're going down with a bit of a fight now. So if the inevitable hap- if and when the inevitable happens, you can point to it and say, well, at least we've got something to cling on to for next season. I'm well trust actually. One of the things I like about the, the team that he's putting out at the moment, you, you, you see the level at the start. I don't know if you agree. You think, very good but then I actually like the fact that our, our comeback has come without Chadley without Barry without 
Sturridge without Evans you know, all these, yeah, yeah still on the bench all these kind of peripheral well paid players are going to leave anyway they're not there I mean what, uh, yeah. what do you think Ian? would you change anything about anything Darren Moore's doing right now no I think even I know it's standing us in good stead for next season but I think he's, he's doing it on merit like he's a player that played in a team under Gary Benson there weren't big time Charlies they were just hard working players and I think that's what he's choosing to try and repeat the great escape which I don't know it kind of looks more no, no, don't More say like it, it could happen everywhere. Let it go. Don't say, don't say, don't say. Get relegated. The, uh, would you, we're probably going to ask this question every week now. Would yeah. Darren Moore be your next full time Albion manager? Oh, see, it's the same well. as last week. I want, obviously, he's a great coach, and it depends on who he'd bring in alongside him, I think. I just, coaching to one side, which is obviously important, I do think there's going to be a lot of work to do behind the scenes this summer. And I'm not sure Darren Moore's, you know, experienced enough has the connections to, to guide us through that. Yeah. Which is the only downside. Football, just football in general, definitely would be my first choice. Yeah, just I think everyone's involved. Would, would you think? Would it, would it be yours? No, I don't want to be the villain of the piece here, <laughs> but I, I just, I, I don't know as wonderful a man as, as a coach as he is. And he's certainly going to have a role to play next season regardless. Um, would, you, would you, I suppose give Darren the license to go and oversee a squad turnover of 25, 28 players yeah. which is what it's going to be um, you, you know it, it would it would certainly test kind of his knowledge of the market and, and the business side of things and uh, there's other things as well there's other there's other futures Jimmy Shan is Jimmy Shan if, if you appoint Darren Moore you're going to need backroom staff Jimmy Shan's there at the moment does that mean that we need an under 23s coach to come in appoint someone else I think that's actually that's an interesting point that kind of uh, picks at a flaw of the whole um, keeping Darren Moore on theory. So I don't think you'd find anyone that would say, yeah, yeah, keep him on and keep all those same people, keep Jimmy Shan and Neil Cutler as Don't don't bring in anyone that's an that's got experience and blah, blah blah. And actually, what you do is start to water it down. You say, right, we'll keep Darren Moore in, but yeah. put in a director of football that makes all the decisions and bring in a a a, 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 you know, a six-year-old support act with him, blah blah blah, that can make all those. <laughs> Whereas actually you kind of lose the emphasis, the, the, the um for what is. I probably think we've all come to the same conclusion, which is it'd be brilliant if he was involved and really involved, but probably for that for the huge turnover of players we'd like to see, mm. it might be better to be another person. Of course, we've still got to wait and see exactly the kind of role and the extent of the influence that uh, Giuliano Terranio has. It's obviously a six-month deal at the moment, so um, he'll oversee, I suppose, the, the transfer window, um, the, the, the length of that. It's a strange timing though, six months, considering it's such a big turnover that I, summer. I think the yeah. whole thing, I mean, if you, if you wanted to, I keep saying this, if you wanted to draw a plan of how to best implode a football club, it would be <laughs> to sack everyone from the top downwards, it's get relegated, radical, all your players leave, you've got to recruit a load of more players. It sounds I mean, like Sunderland actually, as it, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it does, as it happens, Darren Moore is really papering over the cracks at the moment, but I mean... You wouldn't do any of these things, really. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't absolutely explode, kind of consistently. And that's. I made this point last week, so I'm going to go on and on. But I think one of the interesting arguments for Darren Moore, and I think there's two. Firstly, it's that there's not any great managers in opposition for him at the moment. But moreover, that mm. if it became about keeping some of your better players, and I think potentially it is, for instance, if you could keep Rodriguez and Rondon, um, he might be the person to deliver that. They all want to play for him. That's mm. absolutely clear. I'm sure that came across to the players you spoke to on the weekend. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's an argument for him. It's imperative that if the, the decision has to be made ASAP, though. I mean, it can't be something that happens when you've already got two or three players through the door yeah. in July or whatever. This needs to go 
you know, end of May, start of June. Where yeah, I remember there's a World Cup as well. Isn't it? There's a World Cup as well. So you, you, exactly. Again, if you're drawing that, that, that plan, yeah, that plan of how to screw up, you'd, so, you'd write that in and all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the fact that the transfer window has been brought forward to the start yeah. of August this yeah, season. Exactly. So everything about it, you're going to have like a six to eight week period where it's going to be absolutely mad. But they've they've got to uh, they've got to make a decision asap. So. Next, we're going to move on to James McLean. Now, I'm about to show you my primary school reading, but I thought I'd go through what James McLean is reported to have said, and let's see what we all each think of it. So, uh, James McLean admitted everyone wants to play, I'm quoting now, everyone wants to play Premier League football, so do I. No, see, I've already done this. Everyone wants to play <laughs> Premier League football, so I do think there will obviously be a lot of people looking at their next move or their future come the summer if we do go down. The fans just see it as if you go down, players leave, and you're a snake or you've taken the club for a ride and this and that. But we've got families as well and we need to look after them. We've also got a career to look after as well. Uh, we want to be the best we can be. You have to look after yourself first and foremost. So, I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable to say I take that as James McLean defending the idea that, um, that our players who, as I'll throw in, are the eighth best played squad in the Premier League, uh, have been our 20th. Uh, they are being relegated. He thinks he has a right, and a, a, it's, it's only fair that he's able to move on. What do we think? Let, us, let, let me not put any more. more um, in Go on, Kieran. Go. You go first. Okay, there's a there's a few layers to this, really. I am going to back him up because, firstly, I don't think he's on about himself personally. I just think he's, this is the general consensus amongst the squad. Yeah, and he's the only one that's going to come out and say it. Yeah, um, you can never knock him because he always keeps the fans. You know, he never keeps the fans in the dark. We always know what's going on. The other issue is, in terms of the players this season, the main bug that fans have had is the effort. Because obviously it's shown the last few games and it wasn't there, the first 34. Yeah. You can never really knock McLean for that. So nope. it's, not as in, it's not as if he hasn't, he hasn't tried. So you, ca- you have to back him up. Will he go to a Premier League club? I can't see it. He hasn't got the quality. We were talking about this earlier on. Maybe Burnley, if Derby go up, he might go to Celtic. I think that's what he's looking for. That's exactly where he'd go. And then there's obviously the looking after your family. I've seen a few fan groups saying if you can't look after your family on 20 grand a week. I think what you got to remember. He earns more than 20 grand a week. Well, yeah, after the 50% pay cut. Yes. What you got to remember, though, is they didn't ask to earn this money. They've got a short career as it is, they've got to earn the money within 15 years, so. He's he earns, he doesn't have the same lifestyle as your average West Brom fan. We're a working class fan base. Mm-hmm. He's got to, he's got to try and keep that standard of living for his family after, and it's a job. Helping isn't in his heart like it is with us. So, isn't that the crux? Do you know what? I absolutely what I mean? agree. I, I I like players who who have their say. I've had a row about it this morning with someone. For me. <laughs> Fans who complain about what players say are turkeys voting for Christmas because they're the reason why most players put their headphones on and get out. And like you said, James McLean is one of the few people who aren't. But you're right, he has a standard of living that other Albion fans couldn't dream of. Isn't that a reason not to rub it in their faces? I don't think he's rubbing it in the faces. I think... I just don't think he thinks about what he's saying a lot of the time. Yeah. Obviously, we're in a generation now of all these major training puppets as footballers. Yeah. It's refreshing to hear someone just... He speaks like a bloke you talk to down the pub, doesn't he? Do you know... So I, if he was offered a 50% pay cut at work. 
No, it's I, same. I completely it's agree. Exactly it's actually because it, I, I get the sense of judgment. It's, it's precisely because he feels he has nothing to hide yeah. that he's prepared. To, and I think and that's, he has. He's one of the few players that hasn't. Yeah, you know? no, I'd, I'd, I'd take that point. Joe, you must disagree. Uh, Surely, Joe, uh, you're an Albion fan. Surely, Joe's spitting in your face. For the sake of this argument, I actually think that McLean, generally speaking, has a pretty good relationship with the Albion fan base. Yeah, a lot of fans would, um, would you know, you'll see tend to stick up. There's I, obviously I a fair 20, share that won't. I can but, show you 20 tweets from this morning that would suggest he does. Well, I think prior to these comments, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a different industry to any other industry, isn't it? In terms of the money you're on and and, and the work and. People say, "Well, oh, hold on. If I was kind of, if I got relegated, or if I did the equivalent and, and wasn't achieving as much as I should do at work, then I'd be sacked, etc., etc." But if you, yeah, if you're going to get a pay, if you're going to get a pay cut of fifty percent, is despite the money that they're on, fifty percent is still quite a vast amount. Um, I suppose you, yeah, you're within your rights to kind of try and, and try and, um, and increase that elsewhere. Yeah, as, as Kieran said, he hasn't got any links. He's not the Darren Moore, is he? In terms of being rooted in the in the, in the clubs, um, you know, kind of um, what, what it means and the fabric of it. Um, so, yeah, whether whether there's a Premier League club waiting it, to come and, and and sign him and, and what he would go for and all the rest of it, because he signed a new deal I think this year or yeah. last season. So, you know, he's still got another year or, or two on the on the contract. Yeah, I'm in danger of all agreeing with this. But what I would say is actually um, to come back to a point I made earlier about what they earn. It's all well and good an Albion player, I'm not talking about James McLean, but an Albion player in general saying, well, you know, we've got a short career and blah, 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 blah. They're overpaid. All of them are overpaid. James McLean, I would guess, is overpaid. Hal robson Carlo is almost certainly overpaid. All of them are overpaid. Their market value probably is closer to half what they earn, which is what they're all going to earn next season. So I think it'd be interesting to see whether or not they can actually live this out. But just to say, I probably would defend James as well because... Um, I often I haven't got a lot of time for the for the notion of um, loyalty. I don't really agree with. It. I think that's something that fans ascribe to players rather than the other way around. I remember having this conversation about Odin Wingy and blah blah blah. They are career footballers. They don't that they they want the team to win when they're there, but they are they are guns for hire in just the same way as you know if we recruit someone from the Express and Star, we don't expect them to you know to endlessly uh, you know wish them well and, and hope they we finish second in the league. Not that we ever. Um, the uh, it's the same thing with, with players so now, I, I, I think we're probably all slightly of one with this really which is that uh, good on James McLean for actually answering a question and you know fair play to Albion fans if they get annoyed but fundamentally he's probably right but there are players in terms of loyalty I mean I, I totally get the idea of fans subscribing that to the players and not, not the, the reverse but you have heard that Chris Brunt and Ben Foster have since come out and said we'll be here regardless. Yeah, but you I think well, they're, they're, they're I mean, too, I mean, that, maybe that maybe they have become that kind of level of. So that it's a different situation in terms of obviously Brunt's been here for eleven years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong; they're both good five, six, seven years old. And Foster famously doesn't want to leave the Midlands. Yeah, the other that they are also this isn't to criticise them. I mean, I think Albion are one of the, these rare clubs. You know, throw James Morris in there as well. That, that actually have long-term players and they have some affinity with the club but actually mm. as it happens at this absolute point practically all of those long-term players maybe not Ben Foster but all, practically all of them are pa- overpaid their market rate and I almost think it's possible that they're overpaid their market rate by two that a lot of these players that get relegated will still find they're paid too much for the likes of you know who's ever going to be interested in Huddersfield and blah 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 to actually pick them up because they mm. earn so much money at the Albion like I said we'll, we'll kind of find that out but I mean that, I think that's a thing that James McLean is probably potentially missing is that they earn a lot of money and mm. they haven't got a divine right to it so we'll, we'll sort of find out with well like yeah yeah it goes for a lot of players outgoing at 
you know, for example, Johnny Evans, it's all well and good pointing to the price tag and the uh, the release clause and how minuscule it is in in the modern day. Uh, you know, kind of if you're comparing it to to clubs elsewhere and, and what they'll pay, uh, but then to take into account that the money he's on, and he's probably not going to want to shift from that. You no, know, he's not. He's not going to want to take a major pay cut from that anyway. I think that's the point, really. It's market value, and you've got James McLean saying this, who's. I mean, I'd argue James McLean is a championship player on Premier League money. So it's an interesting player yeah. to be. Johnny Evans is a Premier League player. He's worth the hundred grand a week we pay him, and someone else will pay it, and the market will, will prove that. That's what McLean I'm saying. No, is we'll not necessarily move, in that area. We'll that's Newcastle. Season, no, but that's what no, I mean. The market will pay. Will we'll, we'll Newcastle or a West Ham or an Everton pay Johnny Evans hundred grand yeah, a week? Yeah. Gotcha. No question. They'll, well, they'll queue up to I'm pay not sure, I'm not sure Newcastle. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we've got. Position we're in is from lack of effort more than lack of talent. Yeah, yeah. The fact that he's on 100 grand a week and people are going to pay it is fair enough. McLean's going to get stick for saying he might jump ship, but it's not. If we're going to say that the reason we're down there is because it was a lack of effort for the first 34 games, McLean's the very last person on that list you could you could blame. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's a different snow for him than it is for the likes of Johnny Evans, Krakowiak. Yeah. Wherever they go, they're going to be able to pay. They're going to be able to maintain the lifestyle. James McLean wouldn't be because nah, of the talent he has. I'd absolutely agree. And I, and I, I sort of host an Albion podcast. We never have cu- current Albion players on because we don't feel like they answer their questions. The one, if I had to have one Albion player sat opposite me on this podcast, it'd be James McLean because he'd answer, asking a question, he'd answer it. So, uh, so uh, that, that's that's kind of to his credit. Okay, so uh, so we're going to move on now to uh, to Kieran's interview with uh, Tommy Langford, who was at the uh, Richard Eads ma- uh, match to raise money for the former Albie uh, on the weekend well, Tony just started obviously an Albion fan what makes you what made you fall in love with the club to start with born into it mate born into it I mean to be fair the first game I come to we got I think it was 5-1 or 5-2 we got beat by crew so but then you know that was that. my dad's an Albion fan his dad's an Albion fan brother's Albion fans cousin's Albion fans so there's only one way to go so you, but um, can't, can't be happier being being born into the West Brom family. Obviously, you've done well in the boxing, but when you were a kid, was it a dream to play for the Albion? Was that the first and foremost? To be fair, it was a dream to play football, wasn't it? Every kid's dream was a dream to play football and you know, be a pro and all that. And I, I was, I weren't a bad footballer myself, if I'm being big but I weren't, I weren't bad liking, but could never stomach the attitude of other players but then discovered boxing. I actually went into boxing because I wanted to be a bit stronger for football and then um, started started at 11 boxing and then just fell in love with it and then took over from there. What What is it that's so great about this club? Obviously it's like a big family isn't it really? How just the, the, it's, it, it, it's, it's a community like it's the Albion community in it like everybody supports everybody else and like you go to the games and you're all mates and Every, you know, I'm a fan, same as everybody else, and I go and sit in the, you know, sit in the stands, even to get older. You go through the, the pains of other fans, but the players are really great. Look, the players turn out for things that are to do with, that to do with fans, and and it, you know, everyone supports one another. And I think even though we've been a Premiership club for, I mean, we might not be in next season, but even though we have been for like the past eight years and whatever. We've kept the community feel from lower the lower leagues, and I think it's like it's re- it's really nice for everybody. And obviously, Big Dave's done well, hasn't he? Since coming, what are your thoughts on him? Oh, done great, him? done great, he's absolutely brilliant. But you know what? Can you? S- he's he's done such a job that if there's any, if, if he don't stay on, then there's going to be a thing a bit of uproar about that. Like how can how can you how can you tell somebody who's you know done Mourinho and 
you know, your man as well for Newcastle and then not lost a, you know, he's undefeated. How can you how can you bin him after that really? And he's and he's an Albi, he's Albion through and through, passionate, got everything that we require as a manager at the moment and so I you know, will he stay on but I don't know, but I, 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 I kinda wanna see him stay on, you know what I mean? Why do you think he's been so successful? Because he knows the club. He knows I think the family. He demands field. demands respect from the players. Demands it. There's no question about it. They have to. They have to give him it because um, he's been there and done it himself. He's played and you know he's been promoted and he's been and he's been involved in relegation battles and the rest of it. And he's you know uh, so he commands that respect and he's very passionate, obviously about West Brom. He's West Brom through and through. He's all about the badge rather than the player. And I think that shows in the performances he's had since he's taken over. And I think. You know, I mean, it's will the will the will is the the miracle still alive? In it, the miracle escape is still alive. Can we do it? You know, but if if we can, it's it's all down to him, really. So, done That's phenomenal. And obviously, as a fan, what's your what's your favourite moment as an Albion fan? What's your favourite game you've been to? Story of the blade. Do you know what? Like, probably was it was it. Was it Wolves we done at home three 0 three one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game. I just seemed to that when I was a, that's one of my games when Gear were playing. Yeah. You know, that I mean he's he's my he's my favourite player. What having watched live is Gear for the album. I mean obviously there's great players there now. Probably you'd say high who would compare say higher caliber players or you know and. It, and things or people who score more impressive goals and whatever but I just love watching him play I think he was fantastic and so but that game sticks in my memory I remember sitting in Brummie Road you know and just going mental like it was just absolutely nuts and giving him a good thrashing is always nice what's a low point there's got to be a low <laughs> point well, there's a few ain't there really I'm this season there's been a few low points in themselves and there you know uh, I mean what was it we had we took was it I mean, this season being two ahead uh, against Southampton and Newcastle and losing, or like it's just killer, like just kitchen and balls, man. And as a player, and I think <coughs> the low points for me is not losing. I ain't like I obviously no one wants to lose, but it ain't losing. It's it's watching and supporting a team where there has been when there's a lack of passion, and and that's been evident a few, not every game, but a few games this year. And it's um, the purest football. I think if I could take an era out of my life of you know even though we survived and all the rest of it and you know we kept us up I actually got our best finish in the Prem it was possibly one of the worst seasons of football I've watched you know and, 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 and I'm not I'm not alone in saying that I don't like didn't like watching it um, so yeah they're pretty low really. where do you think Pune uh, Pardew went after that right. I, I did some of his time <laughs> He was, I think he just come on a vacation, didn't he? Like, I just, I don't think he was even there. I don't, you, there was no evidence that there was been any change, there was any idea, any different sort of, um, <coughs> any different sort of attitude, game plan, ideas, tactics, anything in the, in the games. You're, what, as a fan, you're thinking, what, the, you know, as a fan watching, you're thinking, what the players even think they're doing, what they think they're doing. And I don't think they knew. And, and that's the fault is Pardew. I don't think he delivered anything for him. And so, yeah, I, don't, I just think he never turned up. Never turned up. And 
never was part of the club. He never was part, you know, he was, I think he was looking for the door from the day coming, to be honest. And obviously, the great escape, well, it would be the greatest of escapes. The greatest, it would be the greatest. <laughs> but obviously, if it doesn't work out, which everyone seems to think it yeah. will, how does next season go? Do you think they could come straight back up? Or yeah, I think the, I think the, I think the most important thing is what's happening at the moment. We're finishing with a bit of enthusiasm and a bit of pride and passion. You know, we, we're finishing with, with with a bit of um, you know a bit of an edge and a bit of a bit of progress towards the albeit at the end of the season and potentially a season that's already you know a catastrophe. But if we're finishing on a high and we're going into the off-season on a high, that's exactly what is needed to rebuild a club and and to and in the in the downtime in the off-season. And I think I think we need a revamping from top to bottom, really. Um, whether that means keeping certain people and keeping certain players and letting certain ones go and all the rest of it, but I think a rejuvenation on the back of a good finish to this season is 100% um, what 100% what's needed. Um, and I think we'll, I think if that happens, we'll we'll, we'll come back up. Um, and you know, the worry was when we'd only won three games in a year, and it was looking like we potentially were never going to win another one. You were thinking, God, if this season goes downhill even more from here, you know, where if we go down, there's potential to drop again because there's no going to be no willingness of players to stay, no fan motivate you know it's it's a hard hard that's a hard slug but going down with a bit of a bit of passion and a bit of uh, you know having a bit of played a bit means a bit of boost for the for the for the coming season be it in the championship or be it wherever and and uh, that's vital that's vital to starting on a hot foot next season so thanks to Tommy Langford and Kieran for that. Uh, thanks to everyone who turned out to Richard Eade's uh, event. Um, it was it was incredible. Uh, all organised by friend of Woodburn Corner, Dave Chaloner. So uh, so that, yeah, what a fantastic example of what a family this club really is. Um, thanks as always for joining us on Woodburn Corner. Uh, we've got some brilliant guests coming up actually. Uh, some some recent Albion legends who are going to make up in the next. Um, few weeks so tell your friends all about it get them to subscribe and we'll see you again next week